location today. Exciting. Where are we? We're in Marietta, Georgia. Also known as Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we here, Craig? Your brother's getting married. Mazel tov to him. Shouts out to Adam and Caroline. I'm getting a sister. What am I getting? Um, free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> we went to um, Slutty Vegan. Shouts out to Slutty Vegan. Yes, sponsor and us. Pinky Cole. What? what did we What did we get from Slutty Vegan? So Slutty Vegan, all the <laughs> menu items are slut themed. So we got. I think the burgers were called Super Sluts. <laughs> We got two super sluts, one no tomato add pickles, one just add pickles. Cause Guess who doesn't like tomato? Haley. <laughs> Guess who's weird and picky about dumb random shit? Haley. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got um the best part about the restaurant, honestly, is the vibes. <laughs> the good vibes. Yeah. And the best part about the food is probably the bun. And the sauce for yes. me, the bun is actually a good hamburger bun. It's like a Hawaiian bun. Yeah, Hawaiian style. I feel like you go to vegan restaurants sometimes, and the burger is good, but for they get like a stale ass fucking bun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, why we deserve good buns? I know Haley's got a couple good buns. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, we got the. Fried pickles that had a blackberry mayo sauce. Oh, yeah, that was... They're called skinny dippers. The blackberry mayo sauce was actually just kind of like ketchup. Yeah, it was Was it mayo? Does it say mayo? Yeah, it was mayo-based. It might be blueberry also. Blue, blackberry mayo sauce. The whole time I thought it was just like ketchup, but made with blueberries (laughs) instead of tomatoes. (laughs) Because it tasted like it. It tasted like ketchup. (laughs) The bacon was pretty realistic. Dude, I want to go back. I really want the... We kind of fucked up not getting the shrimp thing. Yeah, they have a lot of vegan shrimp stuff, and I'm still reluctant to get vegan shrimp, but I feel like if you got it, this was the place to try it, because... I will say that the whole time we've been in Atlanta, I've been, like, the biggest fucking baby ever about food, I feel like... (laughs) Brooklyn and New York in general has just spoiled us with all of the vegan food options. So yeah. we go anywhere else and we're like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> we have to eat a burrito with no cheese on it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a thing. And then none of my friends are vegan and none of my family members are vegan. So, you know. It's fine. No one's, like, an asshole. No one's, like, oh, my God, like, fuck you. Like, have fun eating lettuce or whatever. (laughs) So, yeah, it's been a lot of... Oh, and then we went to Whole Foods. Shout out to Whole Foods. Shout out to the hot bar at Whole Foods. Dude. In East Cobb. Yeah, in East Cobb. the, The fucking Whole Foods in East Cobb has chicken fried tofu and it is the best fucking tofu like seriously might have to go back yeah we should after we're done recording this take your parents car and And go i am down 
Um, while we've been here, we watched Shallow How. <laughs> Slightly high. Slightly high. <laughs> My parents nice to us. Secret, secret high. A secret, <laughs> a secret high treat. And then, um, we watched The Mummy again. <laughs> no, we didn't. Come on. We only watched part of it. We watched part of The Mummy. We, did we watch anything else? Oh, fuck. Scream 4. But I pass out. Scream 4, pretty good. I passed I out. It. Did not see the plot twist at the end coming. Scream 4, cool, because every, like, main cast member from Scream, basically, like, that's been in the movies, returned. Mm-hmm. And then all of the horror movie meta jokes are updated to be about remakes and reboots. I love that. It's pro- and it's that's very on-brand for Scream, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, so we, so we're in Georgia, we're currently recording this in Georgia, and we brought the Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives, Blu-ray, and I texted my mom just, like, asking if we had a Blu-ray player, and if you know, like, I don't think many of our listeners know my parents, but, like, you ask them, like, one thing, and then it becomes, like basically a project like for them so I asked if there was a blu-ray player and I guess my parents have like a box of just like electronics that they don't like use at all anymore and they just throw it all in this box and so my dad went through the box and found a blu-ray player and set it up and like informed me and Craig every step of the way (laughs) the setup so when we got here, there was a Pretty Blu-ray. nice Blu-ray player. Yeah, it's a great Blu-ray player. We got here, it was set up in our room. So I thought that they would be down to watch it with us, um, but obviously they were not since they set it up in the guest room, and I don't think that my parents would have wanted to lay in bed with us while watching Friday the 13th Part 6, so. Damn. <laughs> Sad, but my mom did say that she watched... Um, I think she watched the first one. She said she was, years. her words exactly were, I might have seen it when I was 22. Yeah. <laughs> In theaters. Iconic. <laughs> and my mom was a fucking 80s queen. She had like the coolest hair ever. She's a curly headed queen like me. Hair inspo. The movie we're doing for this episode is. Friday the 13th, part 6, Jason Lives, 1986. What's interesting, so we have the Scream Factory Collector's Edition box set of all the movies, and I was like going through looking at the titles of the movies, and so there's the first one, Friday the 13th, then there's Friday the 13th, part 2, and that starts a trend of like part being Mm -hmm. the subtitle, instead of just like 2. It's like part is a part of the title. Yeah. So there's Friday the 13th, part two, then part three, but then the colon comes in mm-hmm. and it's part three, 3D. And then there's, so Friday the 13th, part four, which is referred to often, isn't on the box. It doesn't say part four. Yeah. It just Some places online, yeah. like fan art and like 
maybe some promotional material says part four, but it just says Friday the 13th, the final chapter. And then there's Friday the 13th, part five. A the new, new a new beginning. Yeah. Also, it goes back and forth between the number being listed as a Roman numeral or like a normal like numerical alphabet number. Mm-hmm. So, I just noticed all this because I was doing the covers. Yeah. But this one, I think, I wish I had the DVD in my hand, but I'm pretty yeah, sure, totally like the way the cover is stylized is like. Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part 6. Like, the, t- the title of this movie might be Jason Lives. Yeah. It's like, Jason Lives. There's the gravestone. So basically it has a hockey mask with lights shining through it. It's like backlit. The gravestone says, Jason Lives. So that's the first, if you're reading from top down, it says, Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part six, and then under that it says "killer be killed." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's I guess it's just Friday Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives though for like, <laughs> I, I guess for like all intents and purposes, you could just say that. But yeah, sometimes you see this movie listed as Jason lives. So yeah. Just an interesting thing about the titles. Yeah. And then it gets really crazy once, like, they stop doing the numbers and then they kind of bring it back again. But yeah. after they stop doing the number system, is Jason Takes Manhattan. That's part eight. And then there's Jason Goes to Hell. Just yeah. simply Jason Goes to Hell. The, maybe it says the final Friday. And then there's Jason X. Yeah. Which, could Which is be technically Jason 10, 10, but, but it's, it's also, also like, like in space. Yeah. X. X. Which was trending on Twitter the other day. When we went to Slutty Vegan, we went with our good homie Brenna. Shout out to Brenna. Shout out to Brenna. They are a fan of the podcast. They listen. Also a horror fan. Also a long time friend. To me, anyways, <laughs> Haley just met them, but yeah, shouts but, out to Brenna. Yeah. Brenna turned us on to this because neither of us are really active on Twitter, but showed us that Jason X is trending on Twitter. Okay, so this journalist who works for the Guardian named L Hunt, she like does film reviews, like writes for the Guardian in the like entertainment section I guess Mm -hmm. talks about media and such as a Twitter and on that Twitter I guess they like most people post hot takes and shit just like get a rise out of people so one of the things they said was that horror cannot be set in space that was the thing that triggered everyone they just said like if a movie is in space, it can't be a horror movie. It's because a it, science fiction movie. Yeah, yeah. Because horror has to be something that's familiar, that is then made unfamiliar by, like, paranormal events or, you know, like a killer's on the yeah. loose and you don't feel safe anymore in mm-hmm. your, like, cabin or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, every, of course, that's not true. I don't think that's true at all. I think Alien is a horror movie. Yeah. 
the whole alien franchise most like sci-fi horror is a genre there's like the movie event horizon there's a lot of movies set in space like i don't know there's a lot of movies that deal with aliens that are like basically slasher movies for all intents and purposes Mm -hmm. but jason x takes place in space and it's basically the same plot of friday the 13th but jason kills people but it's in space now somehow yeah we haven't seen it yet but yeah part six is like the latest that we well besides the remake like we've basically always ended at part six so we're i'm looking forward to the next however many movies we have the seventh one the but isn't that crazy that like the Friday the 13th franchise and specifically the 10th movie in the franchise was trending on Twitter just randomly in yeah. 2021. I feel like there's interest in like Friday the 13th. Yeah, maybe we can ride this wave. <laughs> I wish they would make a new one. Yeah, that would be. Similar to the way they're doing it with the Halloween franchise because mm-hmm. there's another one of those coming out this yeah. year apparently. I mean, we could literally get a we could get like either a Tommy Jarvis a new Tommy Jarvis like thing it would be kind of cool if they got Corey Feldman like back to read he's such a nut job now he makes music (laughs) but it would be cool if we saw him as Tommy Jarvis again (laughs) y'all should check out Corey Feldman's music if you remember Corey Feldman from our uh final chapter episode I was talking about him he's in like a million different movies, Lost Boys, Stand By Me, mm-hmm. all kinds of shit he was in in the 80s, but uh, he now is an adult that makes terrible music, like just the worst music ever. He gets roasted online for it all the time. Mean. He has an album that you should look up the album cover. It's like Corey Feldman, something like Stairway to Heaven or something like that. Oh my God. It's like... Type in album. Okay. This Angelic is sick. to the core. It's Corey Feldman with like a Skrillex haircut being pulled out of like molten lava. He like he was in hell by two like Playboy bunnies in angel suits. Okay. And there's like ten different fonts. It looks like it was made on MS Paint. This is fucking sick. And it's terrible. <laughs> you should listen to it. Yeah, should we? Play a little snippet. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so that's a little snippet. Oh, my of God. Corey Feldman performing live. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was on the fucking Today Show. He's a nut job. He's crazy. Oh, my. Wow. I wish I had never learned this. So that, I child, I... that child star grew up to be really weird. Yeah. It's okay, though. But anyways, but anyways I would Feldman, like to see him in a remake. <laughs> Corey Feldman is our first Tom, first actor to play Tommy Jarvis mm-hmm. in the final chapter. And he has an entire arc that ends with this movie that we're talking about today, part six. Yeah. And um, the next actor to play him was this guy named John Shepard. And after doing like research for the podcast, um, basically was asked to reprise his role, obviously, for part six. Um, And something that 
I didn't know was that this guy was like an evangelical Christian. And you know the scene in part six where like the girl is like praying so Jason like leaves her alone or whatever? Oh yeah, the the small camper. So like he was like, basically was like, "Uh, I don't know if this is like, if I should do this because it doesn't really like morally align with my values. But then saw that that was in the script and he was like, oh, I'm interested or whatever. But then I think he just, like, did a different movie and then he retired from acting. Um, so like, I thought Jason cares about your religion. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, if you're Christian, well, maybe, I mean, like, you could argue that, like, Jason punishes, like, sinners or what the fuck ever because he does, like, kill, like, Jason is sexually God. active. Whoa. Jason's no longer a bear. Jason is God. He, Jason is <laughs> judge, jury, Jason and executioner. Is he is. He has risen. It's Easter. Well, it was Easter. This is our Easter episode. Yeah, this is our Easter episode. Damn, we should have um, added little bunny ears to the cover art. Damn. So there's three different Tommy Jarvis actors. There's Corey Feldman. There's this guy. John Shepard. John Shepard, and then. Personally, my favorite version of Tommy Jarvis is the one from this movie, Jason Lives, and the actor is... Tom Matthews. Tom Matthews. What else is Tom Matthews? He was in Return of the Living Dead, that's right. He he plays, like, the main guy in Return of the Living oh, wow. Dead. There's actually... So, if you remember in the last episode, we were talking about Demon, who has... To run to the outhouse because mm-hmm. he ate a bunch of enchiladas and Jason kills him in the outhouse. Demon was also one of the punks in Return of the Living Dead. Oh, wow. I might... Vic also might have been a punk in Return of the Living Dead. So this actor, or this director from Part 5, definitely, like... Collect. There's some... <laughs> they share actors, those two movies. Return yeah. of the Living Dead and, like, the Friday the 13th franchise. That's interesting. Um, this one was written and directed by Tom McLaughlin, who, like, didn't do anything else that I noted, but... It's so interesting, too, because he seems like the most established, like, artistic voice of all the directors in the Friday the 13th franchise. Like, this movie's direction is its own direction compared to all these other movies in the franchise. Yeah. it's the most distinct it's super, and stylistic. Yeah. And also, so this was filmed, like, literally a year after, and I thought it was, like, filmed in the 90s or something. Like, it looks... This is 86. It looks different. It, it is extremely meta. It's like a blockbuster movie. Yeah. I feel like most people, they think, like, Friday the 13th Part 6, like, especially if you didn't weren't alive when these were coming out, you probably... Like, someone's like, watch Friday the 13th, and you just know, like, probably the first one's good and all the others are trash. Mm-hmm. Friday the 13th is, like, not like that. Yeah. I would say, like, some of the best ones are later on where you wouldn't expect, like, most people nowadays expect sequels to be trash. Yeah. But part six, surprisingly, like, maybe the best movie in the franchise. Definitely in our opinion. <laughs> And we all know our opinion is... Word. <laughs> Something that's also funny about the production, and then we'll get into the plot, um, 
this is the only Friday the 13th film that doesn't have any nudity. Oh, I didn't think about that. Me did not even, like, I didn't even realize this until I, like, read this. And I was like... Wow. And it doesn't need nudity. It's that, it's so fucking good. This is our favorite one, and there's no tits to Is there even, even like, a sex scene? There is a, there's a fucking wild sex scene that is so funny. It's the one where they're in the, like, trailer, and she's like, you're the best. Yeah, I like that. The (laughs) best. It's amazing. Wow, I... I didn't know this. Yeah, I've never... but they're fully clothed, so <laughs> pretty. I don't know why they they went for that, but um... well, this movie like you don't even notice like any of its any, anything like that. Like you wouldn't notice anything missing because I feel like it's just jam packed with like action mm-hmm. and kills and like moody atmosphere, like creepy like vibes are yeah. all throughout this movie. It's, like, very uh, yeah. gothic. It's, like, the, like, first cold open scene is just covered in fog, machine, like, fog. Yeah. They're, they're digging up a grave. It's crazy. It's, like, Burton-esque. Almost. Yeah, it's, like, Tim Burton. This movie is definitely, like, standout, but it's also obviously follows the same formula. Um, because they all do. Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's go through this let's plot. Let's go through it. Um, well, it's... So, the setting is Crystal Lake. We're back in Crystal Lake, but they renamed the town Forest Green um, to try to erase history. Um, and we're not really sure how long after this takes place, um, after part five, but it basically is insinuated that some time has passed. Maybe Tommy has been in multiple other institutions because he's with, like, a completely different character and they sort of just, like, lightly talk about what happened at Pinehurst, but, like, they retconned that because, like, the initial, um, like, the initial idea for this movie was to have Tommy be the antagonist, be the, be Jason. And since part five was so ill-received by fans. Because Jason wasn't in it. Yeah. They're like, all right, let's just uh, bring back Jason. And boy, do they. So Tommy and his buddy, um, Alan, are driving to the graveyard where Jason has is laying to rest um and you know alan's just kind of going along with it tommy's like i need to make sure he's dead he has like a gas canister thingy he's going to just like completely desecrate jason's corpse (laughs) and like he's just gonna find jason's corpse his resting place dig it up and mutilate and burn jason basically like he's gonna if Jason, if this were real life and Jason were just a killer that's now dead, this would seem entirely crazy. But because we are like, you know, we're the we, the viewer is with in on it with Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. We know, like Tommy, you know, you are the voice of the viewer. You know, like Jason is gonna come back or yeah. whatever. But so what happens in the scene <laughs> is they get there. 
like Tommy is like frantic basically starts digging up Jason's corpse with a shovel Alan is helping and then like they open Jason's casket and see his face covered in worms yeah he's like a complete skeleton like dead ass corpse and I guess this is triggering for Tommy because like basically his whole life was ruined by Jason Mm -hmm. so he just starts he literally goes up to the cemetery fence pulls off one of the spiked stakes that is like on the fence yeah like a metal vertical like piece of iron he Mm -hmm. like somehow rips it off the gate and just starts stabbing jason yeah he starts stabbing jason's dead body and his um his like voice like the voiceover flashback of like die Corey die. Feldman's like voice is like die die like echoing and he's saying it and it's like a like they're freaking the fuck out like Alan's like you gotta fucking stop he's like whoa man <laughs> yeah and then he just like leaves it leaves the stake like in it and Gears. then he's like okay I need to go grab the fucking like thing and burn this guy just then just as the fucking <laughs> Steak is in his body. It starts, like, pouring rain mm-hmm. while they're out there. And, and <laughs> a fucking blue-ass lightning bolt. Like, it looks like the effects look like it could be... It was drawn on the actual, like, negative or something. Yeah. Like, it looks like a animation, like, hand-drawn type thing. <laughs> it's cheesy. Yeah. It, like, blue lightning strikes this lightning rod that's sticking out of Jason... And then, of course, Jason just, like, lifts up, right? Yeah. And well, I think it, it strikes him twice. Like, once it's sort of, like, go. we see it go through his body, and then another strike happens. And it's the- kind of, like, sparks, like, the an yeah. explosion in the movie. And that's where you, when I was watching this movie, I was like, okay, the lighting for this scene, this cold open, way more on point than any other movie. Like, the lighting looks like it's, like... Tim Burton-esque. It's glamour. Like, it's fucking... Everything is perfectly lit. Unnatural looking, but cool, like, Hollywood Mm -hmm. vibe. So, there's that. There's, like, explosions, like, pyrotechnics and Mm -hmm. shit. There's, like, this drawn lightning bolt. It just looks like a more polished, like, high-budget Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jason ends up kind of like, like the last time we saw the corpse, it was like full skeleton, like not really recognizable as Jason, but then somehow his like body, because of the lightning or whatever, it just like reanimates him. And now he's just like this zombie giant, like wormy. indestructible corpse Jason maggot infested and he just uh fucking gets out of the grave Tommy and Alan are like fuck and he just rips Alan's heart out that's the first thing Jason does he punches through his hand through Alan's chest and on the other side you see his hand holding Alan's heart um, Heart and, punch. Yep. And then um, Alan falls into the grave and the grave or the coffin closes on him. And Tommy's like, fuck. I'm getting out of here, man. Yeah. 
And Jason, I guess Tommy, like, brought the hockey mask with him um, because Jason just picks up the hockey mask, puts it on, and he's like, I... We back. <laughs> and then we get he's the like, fucking, like... <laughs> he's like, Roy Burns, don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we get the, like, fucking iconic um, James Bond-esque. Yeah, so... um. After Jason kills Alan and Tommy flees, you get a shot of Jason's eye. There's actually a, a few shots of Jason's eye, I noticed, which is interesting here because he's like a corpse. He's like a zombie. But you see his like eyeball moving around and looking around, and it's mm-hmm. really creepy. It's like just one eye. And um, what were we talking about? The- oh, the James Bond thing. So it zooms so... The camera zooms in on that eye even further, and it's like a circle, like I think in one of the James Bond movies with like Pierce Brosnan or something, Mm -hmm. there's a circle, like a barrel of a gun that you look through, and then James Bond's like full figure turns and like looks at the camera and like does like a Bond-esque like head turn. And that same thing is in this movie. Yeah. But it's Jason, like, holding a machete. It's so sick. Turning. And then it says, and then the music starts, doo-doo-doo-doo, and it's like, Jason lives. Every one of these movies has a cold open. This is mm-hmm. the best one. Would you disagree? I agree wholeheartedly. It's, it's so good. It's so good. And it's so, it's so weird because, like, the first time we watched this, we hadn't seen, we hadn't seen we the saw final three. chapter. We had seen three. So we're like, who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is happening? Who's Tommy Jarvis? Uh, what the hell? Like, so... When, when, when Tommy is, like, stabbing <laughs> Jason, like, poking Jason, he's like, die, die, die. We're like, what the fuck? We're who like, is that? Why is he just, <laughs> like, like, killing the corpse? Like... I'm what? like, who is saying die? <laughs> yeah, we really... I mean... We watched this shit out of order as fuck, but it. I mean, now that we've revisited it, um, after watching these chronologically and talking about them at length, it's very, it's so cool to see like a the flashback sort of vibes. So, yay! Okay, so Tommy leaves. He's like on his way to go. Uh, warn the police um and while he's doing that um two of the head camp counselors they're re okay this is the, also the first friday the 13th movie where we actually see camp in session so it's okay. like the day before camp is like the campers are about to be there and so the two head counselors are driving to camp and they see um, Jason just, like, in the middle of this muddy road. And, like, the girl, it's a girl counselor and a guy counselor named Darren and Elizabeth. <laughs> and remember, it's raining from yes. when he got electrocuted still. So they're driving around in the muddy, mm-hmm. like, campgrounds. Yeah, so they're approaching him. They see him in the middle of the road. Uh, the girl is like, dude, I've seen enough scary movies to know that this guy's not friendly. We should head back. 
So they start backing up, and he they get stuck in the mud. So they're basically between a rock and a hard place, the rock being mud, the hard place being Jason with a spear. So, Staring them down. So they're just kind of like, what the fuck do we do? Darren is like, I, I'm, I have a gun, so I'm just going to, like, scare this guy. She's like, you're a dumbass, um, but fine. So he gets out. He's like, get out of the road, all this shit. Jason just is unmoved. Um, and then he stabs with his, like, little spear. He stabs um, the car t- the first two car tires out. And the guy is trying to, like, shoot him. So, I think even before he shoots him or something, or he might have shot him and seen that he was an undead killing machine, (laughs) Um, (laughs) he gets stabbed just, like, in the stomach. So, rip, and then she is freaking the fuck out. She climbs out of the car. Oh, wait, Jason, like, stabs through the front window. She's trying to climb out of the car. She's crawling in the mud. She's getting stuck in the mud. Basically, she ends up in a mud. She puddle. tries to give Jason money. Oh yeah, <laughs> she like she sees Jason, and she like pulls out her wallet and like holds some bills up, and Jason's like, nah. <laughs> and that he disappears. She's like fumbling with her wallet. She's like looks. He's like right over. She, she, then she doesn't see him at all, and then. She, like, looks up, and Jason's above her with the spear, and he stabs through her mouth. And we just hear her, like, we hear, ah, <laughs> um, And then, like, some gurgling, because she, like, her head is in, like, the puddle. And then we just see, like, bubbles come out of the puddle. And... I want to point out to you guys, like, more than any other movie in this series, I want you guys, if you're listening to our podcast and you're not watching along with these movies... You should watch this movie, and while you're watching the movie, notice all of every cut in the movie. It's like a fucking, like, how to make a good cut Yeah. from scene to scene. Every cut somehow references the previous thing that just happened Mm -hmm. in a funny way. Yeah. It's like, it'll be like gurgling, and then the next scene is like someone's like using a blender or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, or like someone is like impaled, and then the next scene is like like the cop like crushing the roach or whatever. Or someone asks a question, and then the next scene it cuts, and then you're in a completely different place, and they kind of like answer the question. Yeah, I fucking love I mean, I live for that shit as an editor. I love like obvious edits and like kind of like yeah again it's like a very meta humor like good shit i feel like this movie is one of the only ones in the franchise where you could actually like break down the filmmaking techniques and like they kind of hold up like you could think about it a little bit harder maybe or like look at what you know like you could watch it and just enjoy it as, like, a Friday 13th movie, but if you think about, like, the set pieces and stuff and how everything is constructed, I feel like it's a little bit better than all the other. It's, mm-hmm. like, in a league of its own, kind of. Yeah. And I guess that's the director, but he hasn't done a 
lot of other stuff that we mm-hmm. could say this is his style. It's just like he did this one cool movie. Yeah, and we, I mean, we, I guess we should probably look into him and watch more because <clears throat> um, I liked it. <laughs> so, um, anyways, the next morning, um, we're at the police station. Um, Tommy Jarvis has been arrested, so he's like in jail. And he's talking about, like, Jason is out and he's loose or whatever. And we meet all of the camp counselors. So we meet um, Megan, who is the police chief's daughter. We have Sissy, Sissy Baker, this guy, Court Andrews, who's the only male, other male counselor at the camp. <laughs> Paula <laughs> and, yeah, so Paula. But, yeah, so Tommy, like, meets them. He tells them about Jason. Um, They basically ignore him, but Megan is like, he's hot. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) So, in the woods, (laughs) like, in the afternoon, we see um, the wackiest scene to date. (laughs) Love this scene. There is two, there's two men, they're like, there's the goofiest, like, fake, like, military, like, like, Yankee Doodle fucking song playing, and they're just, like, in the woods, like, wearing camo, hiding, they have, like, paintball guns. It's the type of music that plays in, like, that, um, Bill Murray comedy, like, Stripes or whatever. Yeah. Is that the name of it? It's like, or I think it, even the same song maybe is used in like Caddyshack when Bill Murray is act. Okay, that might be it. The music sounds like the music that is playing behind Bill Murray's character in Caddyshack while he's like going to war against <laughs> the Gopher. They're from an office. Yeah, too. they're, they're so, at a. Okay. It's funny how they like inject it with backstory. These characters that don't matter at all. They're like playing paintball. For, like, an office party. They're, like, a, it's a corporate, it's literally a corporate paintball party. And they get, they get, um, shot by their, like, female boss. Mm-hmm. And they're emasculated, or demasculated. Emasculated. Emasculated. They're emasculated. They're just, like, super pissed. And she's, like, really... She honestly reminds me so much of Diane Keaton, um, but she's not. She's just some random actress. Um, and she's, like, really rubbing in that she, like, killed him. She's like, don't be shy. Like, put on the bandanas. And they have this bandana that says dead on so it. So these two goofballs are walking around because they just got shot with paintballs by their female boss mm-hmm. with headbands that just say dead yeah and you're like hmm interesting <laughs> then we then we see another person that had also gotten eliminated by the woman boss and he's just like a total misogynist like fucking like angrily ch- chopping up the fucking like brush he has a machete of course he does and he stumbles upon Jason who takes him and just hurdles him onto a tree so he gets impaled through the head by a like tree branch and Jason's like huh a machete so he picks up the machete and 
walks away, and then we get the iconic Jason fast walking with that dump truck ass. Yeah, and his guard yellow gardening gloves. Yes, I I need everyone to Google fucking Jason ass. Well, Jason Voorhees <laughs> ass. ass. <laughs> Lots of Jasons in this world with asses. Yes, uh, yeah, maybe do Jason Voorhees ass, and I guarantee you, it's the fucking second yeah. picture. Tight pants. He's uh, got some tight pants. He's thick. Dummy thick. He is dummy thick in this movie. Look up the Jason in this movie. Who plays him? Ooh. I like to shout out the actors. He's only in Jason Lives, it looks like. C.J. Graham. Honestly... I really like Ted White's Jason from part four, but I think the costuming looks a little bit more low budget in part four. Here, the costuming looks like ahead of its time, I would say. Yeah. Like, it looks like he could be, like, that's just Jason. That could be, like, Jason in 2021. Yeah. You know, like, it's... Yeah. Plus... The way he... His, like, whole outfit is designed, looks good. Yeah. It looks like everything He's, fits right. Mm-hmm. It's not just like they went to the thrift store and bought him, like, some overalls or something. It looks like he's actually, like, wearing a costume. Yeah. He's, like, full. I would say that we, like, this might be peak Jason. Yeah, I think, I would <laughs> say that if you want to see Jason at his most Jason- if you want to see the Jason that people are going to be, like, referencing, it's, I would say it's this Jason. Yeah. Unkillable, like, monster hulking Jason yeah. with a machete. He's got, like, the gray pants, yellow gloves. <laughs> and a dump truck ass. Yeah. Dummy thick Jason. <laughs> um so he's on his way uh we see a nice little we we see a female gaze if you will of jason's ass um, <laughs> yeah after jason <laughs> spent so many movies about to grab ass of all these like hot <laughs> finally things, the camera is reversed finally the camera is like okay jason like we know you got a little bit of a bubble butt <laughs> let's get a handful oh my god <laughs> So, he we see he, he approaches the three goofballs, um, the female boss and the two uh, idiots that she um, eliminated in her corporate uh, paintball match, and he literally kills all three of them with one machete swipe, like decapitates all three of them in one triple go. decapitation. Iconic. Then we see. The last paintballer in the fucking, like, in this, like, corporate paintball party who has glasses and a bucket hat and, like, he basically looks like he's, like, a total dweeb. Like, he's, like, a fucking nerd and he has his little, like, paintball gun and he's just, like, we hear this stupid army music again and he... Stumbles upon Jason. Jason's like just holding a bloody machete. This guy shoots Jason in the chest with a paintball gun. We see the paint like explode on the chest. And also we see weirdly Jason has like two. 
maybe two bullet holes, but like basically what looks like two hard nipples. It looks like his nipples were so razor sharp and hard <laughs> that they pierced through his button down shirt. Like <laughs> it looks so weird. I want I'm definitely gonna post this to the Instagram, <laughs> so look out for that if you wanna see what I'm talking about. Jason has like full on holes on his nipples. Like it draws attention to Jason's body. Yeah. <laughs> So, technically, we did see two tits, and they were Jason. <laughs> yeah, Jason's beefy nipples. <laughs> um, so, basically, this guy starts just running the fuck away, and we see... Hi. Hello. What's up? Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. You want to be in the podcast? Sure. Um, Say hi to my mom. Hey. What's up? My car, if you want. Okay. Anyways, my mom, everyone. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, okay. So, um... Back to this, Jason's hard yeah. nipple talk. So, <laughs> after, um... <laughs> so, after, um... The guy tries to shoot Jason with, um, a paintball gun and fails. He just starts running away and Jason chases after him. And then we move on to the next scene. Next, we are in the camp, Camp Forest Green, Crystal Lake, and the kids have officially arrived. There's just, like, a bus full of boys and girls of varying ages, and there's only one male counselor and three female counselors, so, um, and just a refresher, the counselors are... Court, who's a boy, um, Sissy, and Paula, and Megan, who is the sheriff's daughter. So, they're all like, oh god, the kids are here, We Um, and then we move on to the next scene, which is, um, the sheriff, Sheriff Garris, or Jarris? Garris. Um, they're following Tommy. So Tommy, like, has his little pickup truck, and they're, he's driving, and they're like, we'll escort you out of town, basically. Um, so they're following him, just in case he decides to, like, pull some shit. And the sheriff is like, he's gonna pull some shit. Just fucking watch. And, of course, Tommy's like, okay, I need to prove that Jason has escaped, that he's alive, so I'm going to go to the graveyard. So he swerves to the graveyard. The police follow him. They chase him throughout the graveyard and stuff, and he gets tackled to the ground. There's a groundskeeper at the gra- graveyard who's a drunk, um, and he, earlier in the movie, like saw that Jason's grave was dug up, and he was like, well, I don't want, I don't want to get in trouble for this, um, so I'm just going to go ahead and, like, redig the grave so he buries what he thinks is jason but is actually tommy jarvis's like friend alan Alan, again so jason's grave is normal and tommy looks crazy so they're just like in that scene where he um finds that the grave has been desecrated and he sees it's all dug up, and he sees, like, an arm 
Mm-hmm. He's like, you could have at least the graveskeeper. Love this character. This mm-hmm. movie has tons of great characters. This character reminds me of Crazy Ralph, but even better. Yeah. Honestly, like, he he's like, sees the arm hanging out of the coffin in the grave that's all dug up. And he's like, you could have at least put him back in there, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Like crazy kids. Or whatever. He's like mumbling to himself, drinking from a bottle of whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's like boot whiskey. And um, he says something about like, I don't deserve to lose my job over this. Like, mm-hmm. I graduated high school. I worked hard. He's like this old, drunk, like, graveskeeper. Yeah. And he's like, I'm the only one in my family who graduated high school. <laughs> and saying this, <laughs> all this shit to the viewer. And it's like... Whoa, dude! There's some <laughs> issue. You got some family issues. Yeah. Like you're living in this one horse town. I'm sure it's hard to get a job. There's only like 15 jobs. In this <laughs> Literally. Town. And you like worked hard for your one job. And every once in a while, um, you like the, a the workforce gets gets killed off by a Jason. fucking undead killer. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so he covers that completely up. He's like, yeah, I don't know, that guy seems crazy. It's been normal this whole time. Totally, there's been no tampering with the grave at all. And so the cops are like, fucking Tommy Jarvis, typical, typical bullshit from him. Um, And um, so they, like, literally handcuff him drive him out of town, they're, like, at the fucking, like, exit, or, like, the, um, the entrance to the highway or whatever, and the cop is literally, the sheriff's, like, don't come back here or I literally will kill you, and Tommy's, like, fuck. Well, the, (laughs) that's another funny scene, because the, the, so the main cop, Garrus, I guess, Mm -hmm. so does that mean that the main girl the final girl if you will well mm-hmm. her last name is something Gar- her name's megan garris megan garris's dad the cop he's got like this big mustache he's kind of like a skinny dude mm-hmm. and he's with his partner who it's apparently like he's a new cop or something mm-hmm. or like he just got a new gun it's like yeah he just got and this, he's like, like he's weird- been He's like, he's been itching to use this new gun. And it's like this pistol with a... With a fucking scope laser on it. Laser scope. scope. He's like... And the guy just... It, he seems like a slasher, like, serial killer. Yeah. The cop. The cop's, like, drooling, like, pointing this laser at... Like, he's gonna shoot Tommy. He's, like, pointing it at Tommy's forehead. Yeah. He's like, he's been itching to shoot somebody with this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, wherever it goes, goes kaboom. Yeah. It's so cheesy. And then that line is said again later. Later. When it's turned on him. Yeah, which I love. Um, we should talk about the day at camp. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so let's... Court. Is that his name? Yeah. This character, Court, is like... He's like this California, like, whatever, bro... He, like, wears crop tops. He's, like, wearing a crop top. He's got, like, a mullet and an earring. And he's just, like, standing around this pile of rocks. And all these, like, little, like, male, like, little boy campers are standing around him in a circle. And he's, like, yeah, so 
this was like Indian burial grounds, and yeah, if you did this, if you like mess with the Indian burial grounds, you'll die. It's like a complete. <laughs> he like basically does like a complete improvised scene with rocks, basically, and one of the kids goes, um, I think he says something like. If this is, oh, he goes, if this is the most exciting thing um, of this summer, we're in big trouble. And then it cuts to Jason walking. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's a scene where we're in the cabin with all the little, it's like the girls' cabin. Yeah. And they're like. They're just showing them sleeping, right? Well, even before that. So during the day, there was a scene where like. I guess Megan Garris mm-hmm. is like addressing all of the campers. We're gonna have so much fun. We're gonna do this and this and this and this. She's like talking, mm-hmm. and something that she's like it's like she's kind of talking in the background, and yeah. something else is happening. Yeah, and they're all listening to that. It's like basically Haley said that. Yeah, basically, camp. You're just trying to like come up with shit to entertain. Yeah, the she's like, she's like. We're gonna naughty Brussels sprouts, and everyone's like, "Yay!" And she's like, "We're gonna." She's like, just like literally. There is one We're time where we're gonna go I was, play in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Like they're all just like, "Yay, yay!" And like, there it reminded me of this time that I, I worked on a day camp in Boulder, like my senior year, and I literally just made up a game. I played this with kids for. I think it kept them occupied for, like, 35 minutes. I basically just said, go to this side of the room if you like peanut butter. Go to this side of the room if you like Nutella. And then I was just like, three, two, one, go. And then, like, kids would just, like, run. And then I would just be like, do you like broccoli? Yes or no? And then people would just, and I was just, like, pulling shit out of my ass. And they just ran back and forth. I went to day camp just while my parents were at work during the summer and it was at the YMCA (laughs) and basically like the counselors like the people watching us at the YMCA were just basically like 16 year old teens from the town and I remember like every day basically like towards the end of the day we would like play games and one of the games that was pretty popular to, for us to play was I can't remember what it was called, but it was like be as still as possible. <laughs> it was like it was like try to like breathe without moving, like just like lay down on the ground or like sit cross-legged and don't move at all and hope. That, and if the counselor notices you move or speak or do anything, you're out of the game and you don't win. Or whatever, so, and it's like it's like last one standing. Oh my god! So, so it's like hours, like, oh hours of you just like laying there, trying not to make a sound, trying not to move. And I'm just Dude, like, you are psychologically manipulated. I'm like, my what I would always do. Okay, I'm. I remember this so clearly. Craig is um. If you can't hear it, well, he is now on the ground. So this okay, was I'm my gonna narrate move. it. Okay. I would like. <laughs> I would, like, do, like, this, or, like, hands under me. Okay, Craig, okay. So, Craig is laying flat on the ground. So, it'd be, I would be, like, in a gym floor at the Y. And <laughs> his like hands are the, under his, like... Belly, basically. Belly, propping him up. And, so... Some support. We, 
it would be like ten minutes would go by, and then I'd be like, okay, it's like I've I've acted like I'm trying enough, and then I would like do this, like move my hands, <laughs> like subtly, like I wasn't meaning to, but mm-hmm. obvious, it's obvious as fuck that I'm moving, so that I could get out like subtly, without just being like. Yo, fuck this. And just going to the other side, I would, like, act like I wasn't meaning to get out. But I would, like, master manipulate them. I'd be like, nah, you don't know that I'm doing this on purpose, but I just want out of the game. Because you can just go sit against the wall and just talk with your friends if you got out. (laughs) But, yeah, I would get out on purpose. Did you ever win? And I also was, like, a socially anxious kid, and I was yeah. shy, so I would never want to win. I didn't... There, it was, like, me and 40 other kids. I w- it's too much pressure to be the last one standing. Yeah. I wouldn't want Because then everyone's watching you. Yeah, like, I wouldn't want to be, like... Oh I tried God. to, like, lay back, like, not get noticed at this thing, because I didn't know any of these people, and I didn't have, like, a good buddy. It's like a summer camp. I didn't yeah. go to school with these people. I didn't yeah. know them. Yeah. And it's only like two or... Th- it's like a month long. So, yeah, I I would try to get out quick. But <laughs> campers... I feel like camps, like, they're just coming up with ways to keep these kids, like, occupied for, like, eight hours until their parents can pick them up. Yeah, literally, so that they can just, like, move on with their life. Anyways, we're going back to the cabin. Basically, like, it's night, so we see a few shots of the camp at night, and we see shots inside the cabin of all of the sleeping kids, and um, there's, like, hamster cages and just, like, random shit everywhere, and one of the girls has a book. So this girl's, like, reading this book called No Exit by the philosopher, like, French existentialist John Paul Sartre. She's and it's probably just so like, random. Yeah, like, she's like seven. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't read a lot of Sartre. I mean, he wrote this book called Nausea, and he wrote No Exit and other stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually have one of these books, but I haven't read it. But I know enough about him to be like, I took mental note of seeing that book, and I was like, what the fuck? That is not a kid's book. It's about, <laughs> like, it's like nihilism. Yeah. It's basically like, there is no God. God is dead. Make your own way in this world. Like, you have to find your own meaning for life. Mm-hmm. It's like existentialism, like philosophy. Yeah. And like, if you ever had to read The this. Stranger, if you had to read that novel, The Stranger by Albert Camus in high school, it's like, imagine that. They were like contemporaries. Camus, Albert Camus, and John Paul Sartre. So it's like. And it's called No Exits. It just sounds like you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you will die, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So. Funny Easter egg. Yeah, funny shit. I think. Easter egg. Easter. Oh, my God. This is an Easter podcast. Boop, boop, boop. Um, so that. Okay. So we see that. Um, I think we get, like, a little look at the, like little girl that gets scared i think she's like she sees jason walking around but that might be later also yeah so it's the nighttime um somewhere around the camp the groundskeeper for the funeral home 
is um, walking around. He's drinking his whiskey, um, you know, just kind of singing to himself. The guy's drinking, walking on the path, takes a swig of alcohol, and he's like, looks, holds the bottle up in his face, and he's like, oh, you're going to be the death of me, or whatever. He throws the bottle behind him. Oh. He's He throws the bottle behind him into the air. He's like on a little walking path. And doesn't And then he like, fall. wait, he waits for the bottle to fall. He's like, <laughs> listening for the bottle to hit the ground and shatter. And it doesn't make the thud on the ground. And instead, oh. he Jason like puts an arm on him. He the guy turns around. He's like, "Oh!" Jason snap, crushes the bottle in his hand, and then he's just holding a shattered bottle and stabs the bottle into the drunk guy. Yeah. Uh, so he passes away. <laughs> <laughs> Tough stuff. Uh, we hear him like scream. I think and. Um, there's, like, a couple. Oh, my God, this scene is wild. So there's a couple that's out, and the guy had just proposed to him, to the woman. It's just, like, this random couple. Like, there's just, like, a lot of random people, like, just to that they throw in there. There's not that many counselors that get killed. It's just, like, people that are, like, on a corporate fucking, like, paintball mission. People that are fucking, like drunk and walking around and then there's like this couple so this dude just proposed to his fiance they're having like a picnic in the woods and she's like i think the woman just thought that they were gonna go like fuck in the woods so the guy's like kind of like in his feelings when we're in this scene and he's like I don't know, it's kind of like, makes me bum that you thought I would do all of this and you thought that I was just gonna like we were just having sex. I, like, put a lot of thought into this engagement, and you didn't even think that it was, like, special, basically. And she's like, no, it's special or whatever, and I think she just wanted to have sex. And then they hear the, like, screaming or whatever. So they're like, um, that's sketchy. We should leave. And you're like, yeah, you should leave. And so I guess he hops on a motorcycle, and they're like, he literally revs it up, and Jason shish kebabs them both while they're on the motorcycle while that uh gets shish kebabbed court is um making very strange love to (laughs) this girl named nicola parsley (laughs) 10 more minutes yeah oh my god yeah so they're playing this song and okay this is where she's like yes the best the best and she's like on top of him they're both <laughs> fully clothed and he's like oh yeah like I, yeah I'm like gonna come or whatever and she's like no don't come until the end of the song and then he's like okay how long's the song and she, like, goes, oh. <laughs> and she goes 10 more minutes and he's like uh, fuck. And he then, looks like he's, like, dying. Yeah, he's, like, he's, like, oh, uh. he's really struggling. So, um, they're, you know, fooling around, and we see Jason outside of the, they're in an RV, and we see Jason outside, and he unplugs the power cord for the RV. It was playing their music and, like, lighting the RV. Yeah, and so then Court comes, <laughs> 
he's like, whoa. And she goes, are you fucking serious? And he's like, yeah, it was the end of the song. Uh-huh. Classic, my guy. My guy, Court. Court, the improviser. So they're like, oh my God, what the fuck are we going to do? I think Court... She's like, they're like, who unplugged that? Someone had to have unplugged it. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. I don't care. Just go plug it back in. <laughs> and he's like, shit. So I think he like looks, I think. Um, he sneaks out of yeah. the thing and then he sees that it's like destroyed. Yeah, or something. it's frayed. And, and he's like, oh shit, we got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Goes back into the RV, gets in the driver's seat. He's like, we're getting the fuck out of here, babe. And, like, yeah. floors it. She's, like, flying around in the back of the camper. <laughs> this seems so slapstick because she literally, like, she'll be, like, walking up and getting her balance. And then he'll just, like, he, like, will turn and she'll just, like, fly on the bed. It's so fucking funny. And then Jason is in the fucking, like, RV bathroom. And he grabs her. And she's, like, screaming in the bathroom. And he's like, oh, my God, babe, I love this fucking song. And he, like, turns it louder. And he's, like, fucking just, like, ignoring the and it's <laughs> And it's, uh, teenage Frankenstein or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the Alice Cooper song. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And so Jason and um, Nicola are like struggling in the bathroom and then we just Oh yeah, see... and he's like, oh, what are you taking a dump? Yeah, oh my god. This scene is so fucking wacky. And then he's like, you need some help back there? And she's like... <laughs> um, and then Jason grabs her head and then we just see like the next cut is just like her the indent of her face going into the side of the RV. So we see like her, the outline of her face. Basically, imagine like a airstream or something. You know, it's got mm-hmm. like thin metal walls. So she's in the bathroom inside the camper. Jason is pushing her head against the wall of the camper, like basically like nose and face like up against the wall of the camper. His hand is on the back of her head. And he pushes her head so forcefully mm-hmm. against the wall of this, like, vehicle that then with the next cut, you see her the indent of her, like, nose, forehead, mouth, like, chin, all this shit pushing through the metal. Like, yeah. he's pushing her head through the thin camper wall and it's molding to her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. So... Um, and she dies, obviously, and then we just see Jason leave the bathroom, fucking dumbass Court is driving, fucking vibing, he thinks that, um, he thinks that his girl is, like, coming to, like, jam with him or whatever, and I think he, like, um, I think he, like, turns around and he sees that it's Jason, and Jason stabs him in the head, with a hunting knife. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Court cannot drive the car after he gets stabbed in the head with a hunting knife. So, <laughs> the RV just, like... Dramatically dr- wrecked. Yeah, like, explodes, basically. And Jason just walks out. And flips. And Jason, of course, just pops his head out. Like, yeah. he's, like, unscathed little 
fucking Weasley. Yeah, and just starts walking towards the camp. He's got a mission. The police um, come to the scene. They see all of these, like, murdered people. Um, and they're like, Tommy Jarvis is in, like, psychosis. And he thinks that Jason is alive. He probably is, like, so crazy that he's, like, killing people as Jason, basically. So they're like, Tommy Jarvis is fucking, like, public enemy number one at this point. But Tommy linked up with Megan, the, um... Stallion. (laughs) The stallion. (laughs) Um, I wish. Um, He contacted Megan, um, the sheriff's daughter, and he's like, please help me, like, please believe me that Jason's real, like, all of this shit. And so she believes Tommy and they um, they meet up and they're like planning on they like formulate a plan basically. So while they're together, we're back at camp. This little girl has seen Jason walking around. She's like, screaming and wakes up everyone and she's like and the two counselors come she's like I saw a monster and he was gonna kill me (laughs) she like talks like that they're like it's okay like just go back to sleep basically and she's like okay (laughs) so she goes back to sleep sissy hears some shit outside so she is, like, thinking that Court is playing a prank or something. She, like, leaves. She's walking around the woods. She stumbles upon Jason, who takes her head, twists it all the way around and off her body. So she's decapitated. So then we go back to, I think, well, after that happens, then there's a chase scene with Tommy Jarvis and Megan being chased by the police because again like Tommy is suspect number one for these murders so Megan is driving and she's like okay get down to Tommy Jarvis so she like shoves his head down and he's just like staring at her her crotch and he just goes whatever you say (laughs) honestly that scene is so hot It's so funny, and he's just, like, in her crotch. It's pretty fucking sick. And he's like, ooh. (laughs) Yeah, it's, the chemistry is unreal with these two. They get in this crazy police chase, and obviously, they are caught, and they are (laughs) jailed. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so they're, they're in jail. Back at the camp, um, Sandra is asleep. She... That we see a bloody machete approaching Sandra's sleeping body. And we're like, oh shit, Jason's about to hack this bitch. But then it's the little girl from the scene before who woke up from the nightmare and she was like, I found this in the woods. And she's like, oh shit, what? <laughs> Must be a prank. This bloody machete with fresh blood on it probably just smells like blood like 
it's probably obviously blood. They're just like, it's a prank. She's like, let's take you back to the cabin. So she takes her back to the cabin again, tucks her in, and then she is walking back to the cabin and she feels like she's being followed. So she like kind of runs to the cabin, closes the cabin door. She's like scared. And then the door opens and she's like, oh no, like, and it's very tense and scary. She approaches the door. She closes the door and has like literally a split second of relief. And then Jason just like flings, he's all, he flings open the door, fucking starts attacking her. We just see screams and stuff. And then we get an iconic moment that has to be done no matter what the Friday the 13th film. Sandra's body is thrown through a window, but then he just drags her back in and just continues killing her. But I think we. Like, I feel like the filmmakers were like, okay, we have to have, like, a body thrown through the window moment, so let's just, like, have it be Sandra or whatever. So, that happens. Back at the jail, Tommy and Megan, Megan's, like, chilling, she's drawing. Tommy and Megan kind of look at each other and they're like, okay, we're gonna, like, do a plan to get out of here. So, Tommy starts being like, so what you drawing and she's like none of your business <laughs> they're like acting like they hate each other um and he's like let me see or whatever and she's like and then she like shows him or whatever and he grabs it and she's like give it back and then the like other police guy is there the guy the same guy that has the like weird laser pistol thing he's like cut it out, you two, or whatever. And then Tommy grabs Megan, and they start, like, making out. And the guy is like, cut it out! And something happens, and Megan basically grabs his gun and points the laser or whatever at him. And that's when Tommy goes, careful, wherever you see red, you see... Um, oh, wait. Wherever the red he goes, goes, goes kaboom. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says that, and then he's like, you gotta be joking or whatever. And Megan says something like, I'm not the one with the silly red nose. <laughs> and the laser's, like, on his nose. Like, the laser from the gun. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, they lock up the cop, and they make their way to the camp. Before they get there, all the police get there. There's three officers. So there's the sheriff, who's Megan's dad. There's And then there's two other officers. So they show up to camp, and they just see the only... They are looking for the counselors, and the sheriff opens the counselor door, the door to the counselor's cabin, and there's just blood literally all over the cabin. And he's like, fuck. And that's when he realizes, like, well, Tommy has been in jail, so he knows that this isn't Tommy. So he's realizing, like, holy fuck. He's like, damn, what the fuck? One of the other deputies is out by the lake, and he gets killed by Jason. Jason, like, throws a dart through his head. And then another 
um, officer is walking around and he, there's like a jump scare or whatever and it's actually like the little girl, the girl that keeps waking up or whatever. Oh, fuck. I think before this, she was in, okay, so this little girl was in bed and everyone's sleeping and Jason's walking in the cabin. This was yeah. like before the police came. So Jason's walking in the cabin. And that's he's when looking she said on. she saw the boogeyman. Yeah. So he's walking down the cabin and she like sees him and she's just like praying basically and he just like walks away. So she like is awake. So back in present time or whatever, like she like jump scares the fucking like police guy which is very I was like kind of nervous because he was like had weapon drawn and shit and this bitch just like grabbed him or whatever he could have just like fucking popped her like by accident but luckily he didn't and he's like don't worry like you're safe now basically and then Jason just shows up and he fucking like grabs this officer and crushes his skull in front of this little girl, and she just, like, runs away. And then she fucking, like, runs into the sheriff, and he's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, like, figure this shit out. Like, he wakes up all of the boys, that he moves all the kids to one cabin, and he's basically like, stay here until I come back. And, and everyone's so like... So all the kids are in one cabin. They're hiding under the bed. And one of the kids, so the same kid that goes, if this is the most exciting thing that happens this summer, we're in trouble or whatever, he just, like, starts fucking being like, well, I guess we're going to die. And then he's like, so what did you want to be when you grew up? (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. I was like, this is, like, literally so silly. Yeah. Um, Anyways... The sheriff and Jason then have, like, a face-off moment. The sheriff literally uses, like, he uses all of his bullets on Jason. Just well, shoots he him. shoots Jason. Oh, yeah. Jason rolls around on the ground and then pretends to be dead. Then gets up. Doo-doo. And then he shoots Jason. He's like... Doo-doo. <laughs> he it's gets like that, like, same... four times. Yeah, and it's, like, and it's just like... Doo-doo. Doo-doo. It's so fucking funny. Um, and then he's just like, well fuck uh then starts running or whatever and then i think it just like then i think um megan and tommy arrive and megan is like dad or whatever and like jason hears that and he's like going to go to megan and the sheriff is like no like come over here or whatever and jason basically folds the sheriff in oh yeah he, um, like, the sheriff's laying on the ground or yeah. something. He, like, grabs the sheriff's legs and, like, pushes the legs back onto his chest. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so he's, he's, he dies that way. And you just hear, like, a crunch, like, yeah. And then, <laughs> and you're like, well, he's dead. <laughs> Your dad's dead. So then he goes to find Jason. So Megan and Tommy, like, go to the cabin where everyone's at and they're like okay okay like it's okay it's gonna be okay like whatever like we have a plan so basically megan's like jason and then jason goes towards megan and then tommy's like 
Jason! And then Jason goes towards Tommy. And then Megan's like, Jason! And then Jason goes towards Megan. Yeah. And then Megan is like, got her, she's about to be like choked to death by Jason or something. Yeah. And then Tommy's like, nah, come over here. (laughs) And then he does. (laughs) He like leaves her alive. Yeah. Megan is unscathed. And then Tommy's got this whole elaborate plan with a chain and a rock and a boat and gasoline. Goes out into Camp Crystal or Crystal Lake in the middle of the water, beckons to Jason. Jason walks out into the water. He's like under the water, mm-hmm. under the boat. It's night. Tommy's out in the boat with the rock and the chain noose. He's like waiting for Jason to pop up so he can wrap the chain around his neck, throw the rock in the water, and hang Jason underwater to where he can't leave. Escape, yeah. Because apparently Jason has to be killed. On his home turf. Oh, yeah. He, like, says that. Yeah, he was, like... Apparently, Tommy knows some Jason lore that we don't know about. He's been reading deep in the, like, forums online. (laughs) He's, like, done a deep dive on the Reddit. (laughs) So, (laughs) Tommy knows that Jason needs to be drowned at Crystal Lake or something. Yeah, it's some kind of, like, voodoo shit that he talks about. So, he's out in the water. It's not working, like... Tommy notices some bubbles next to the water. He thinks it's Jason. He pours gasoline around the boat in a circle and then lights it on fire. And at first I'm like, this is fucking... Who... If you did this, you'd be so dumb. I'd be like, dude, you're gonna burn our fucking boat. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're gonna burn the boat. It's like a... Yeah, no. But anyways, it makes a cool shot. It makes a ring of fire around this boat on the dark water. Um, Jason pops up, they struggle for a bit, eventually Tommy gets the thing, like, I think the boat gets destroyed, Tommy gets the thing around his neck, Tom, underwater, the boat gets destroyed by Jason, they both go underwater, while they're underwater, somehow, Tommy wiggles his fucking chain around Jason's neck, and Jason's getting hung, basically, but Tommy's also under there, like, mm-hmm. in Jason's, like, drowning. Hold, yeah. Drowning. Megan goes out to, like, try to save them and is in a boat with a propeller, a motor, motorized boat, mm-hmm. and turns the pro- boat propeller on Jason's face. Or no, she... Neck. So, sorry, guys, I'm wrong. <laughs> the boat's destroyed. Yeah. Megan goes out... The boat that Tommy was on had a little motor and mm-hmm. a propeller. Mm-hmm. It gets destroyed. She, like, grabs the propeller or something mm-hmm. and, like, holds it on his face. Yeah. She, like, grabs a part of the boat debris mm-hmm. and, like, just completely saws Jason's face with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He, she, until he, like, lets go of Tommy, basically. And her. She had, he grabbed her leg. She, like, hits him and then he finally... Like sinks to after the like a bloody pulp is floats up to the top of the water. Yeah, um, so does she have to resuscitate uh, Tommy? Yeah, so she brings Tommy back to shore. Everyone, all the kids are like watching while she performs CPR on him. We're all like, "Oh my god, Tommy is dead!" Like, what the fuck? But then. He chokes out water, and he's alive. So, he, yay, Tommy lives. Also, at the the bottom, 
At the bottom of the lake, right where Jason dies, is a Camp Crystal Lake sign. Oh. And it says Camp Crystal Lake, and then Crystal Lake is crossed out with red paint, and they wrote blood. So it says Camp Blood, and that's like Jason dies on Camp Blood's sign. So he is underwater. So, you know, everyone's alive. Well, not everyone. Tommy, Megan. A lot of people aren't and alive. Most most of the people are not alive, but all of the kids lived. Um, you know, I feel like they were like, we can't just like have child murder. I don't think any kid has ever died in Friday the Thirteenth. Like, yeah. Besides, I guess. Besides Jason in the first movie, <laughs> um, but yeah. So then I think the last shot of the movie is literally just like. Jason's eye Jason's opening. underwater, and his eye is open, and then, you know, we're just like, can't wait for part seven. You hear Woo! the music again. And that is the movie. It's so good. It's so good. Please watch it. If you're going to watch fucking any of them, part six is what you should watch. It's funny. It goes by it's fast. Fucking min- yeah, it's it's literally the most fun fucking movie ever. We love it. Some I actually want to go through the kills this yeah. time, so I'm going to okay. go through them really quick for us. We have Alan, who, if you remember, is the Tommy's accomplice and grave robbing Jason. He gets his heart punched out. And then there's the boyfriend who's driving in the car. Quickly after that, he's a camp counselor. He gets impaled by the same spear that gets ripped off the cemetery gate. His girlfriend gets stabbed through the mouth with, um, I'm assuming, the... The same spear. The same spear. And then um, next we have the paintball scene. And so there's the first paintballer to get killed gets impaled on a tree his name is Bert he had just gone on a rant about how he hates women (laughs) and then quickly after that we see the two paintballers that got shot by the woman and the woman all three get decapitated by Jason's machete that he picked up from Bert so that's three kills in one swipe then we see Roy, the nerdy paintballer with the glasses that's like a dork. He gets just like ripped apart by, you don't see him get killed, but you know he gets killed when you see all of his body parts scattered across the ground. Mm-hmm. Like later that night, basically. Also, it's funny when Jason gets the machete in this movie, he doesn't just pick up the machete, he picks up Bert's arm, his entire arm mm-hmm. that he cut off or whatever, holding mm-hmm. the machete. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He like hold he like He rips it off. Da- leans down off screen, grabs the yeah. yeah. He realizes that he has like superhuman strength because instead of just like because like Bert has like a death grip on the machete because he was just like killed. So he just kind of, like, grabs it as if, like, whatever. And then he's just like, oh, I'm really strong. (laughs) Next is the um, gravekeeper Martin, the alcoholic high school graduate who gets stabbed with his own whiskey bottle. Stephen (laughs) and Annette is a couple, and they get shish-kebobbed. Next is a character named Nicola Parsley. She gets... 
her head smashed through the camper wall, the wall of an RV, while her boyfriend, Court, is driving post-coitus, <laughs> post-insemination. Court gets stabbed in the ear. So then we have um, one of the other counselors, Sissy, um, gets her head twisted off. Then Paula just gets, like, slashed around um, and her corpse is thrown through the window and then he continues fucking her up and the whole cabin is bloody. Then Officer Thornton gets a dart thrown through gets a dart thrown through his head. Then um, another officer, Officer Papas, gets his head crushed. And then our last death is Officer Garris, who's folded in half, literally. So, yeah. So those are the kills. There is 18 total. Lots of group kills here. Some two-for-ones, some... Three for three ones. ones. Um, so yeah, um, what was your favorite kill? I'm gonna say my favorite kill was chick who gets her head smashed through the RV, and then probably followed by punch through the heart. Yeah, heart punch out of the body by Alan. The first kill of the movie. That one's amazing. I would say. Mine is probably Sissy getting her head ripped off because it looks super brutal. Um, I think the next one, just on, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, super, like, gore. Oh, okay. Well, one, Jason's ass in this shot of him fucking, like, folding Megan's dad in half. Total dump truck ass. Daddy so, killer. For that reason alone, that's, like, probably actually my favorite kill. Um, And also just, like, the sound effects. Like, there's a lot achieved through the sound of someone getting, like, folded in half. It's very gross. And also it's, like, I feel like the whole time, like, we're, like, we kind of, like, are supposed to care about, even though he's, like, being total asshole and not, I mean, he's being, like, to a typical fucking Tom. cop. Um, but, like, I feel like we're, like, kind of rooting for him to, like, see, to take seriously that Jason's alive and, like, maybe he can help and shit, but, yeah, he dies. So, um, yeah, that's my favorite one, and then, yeah, that's the movie. Um, how should we rate this? What should, um, what should the rating system be for this one? We're going to rate this through five, um, paintball corporate party participants. So. Corporate paintball party. Corporate, corporate paintball party participants. So I'm going to go first. Uh, This movie gets five out of five. Maybe throw in some extra limbs, like, in there. (laughs) Um... Because it this movie truly has everything. It has fucking meta humor, great kills, great characters, Tommy Jarvis, <laughs> peak Jason, indestructible peak Jason with a fucking 
dump truck ass to boot like perfect movie this is a perfect movie period can't argue with that <laughs> out of five corporate paintball party participants out of five i would give this a five perfect score our first perfect score i think though <laughs> i mean this is the best friday the 13th movie in my opinion so far out of these first six this is the best one it's so good it's also my favorite like probably my favorite slasher movie out of the main franchise like slasher franchise i like mm-hmm. this more than any nightmare on elm street movie i've seen yeah at least right now in my life so i think it's pretty fucking good so that's why i want to give it a five out of five yeah though it could have more boobs yeah it could I mean, have it, it could <laughs> have more boobs it could have more gore more yeah. gory kills mm-hmm. it could have more camp counselor teen banter yeah i think i feel like there's less uh counselors to get to know whereas usually you are presented with like 10 counselors that each have their own like identity yeah and they get killed one by one this one's like a lot of randoms like the paintball party crew Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you know like we get to meet the couple counselors but yeah but they get killed immediately yeah um and then there's like the groundskeeper so a lot of the kills are like characters that aren't developed whatsoever. They just get immediately immediately killed mm-hmm. as they're introduced. All of their like scenes are good, mm-hmm. but it's just they're not on screen for a long time yeah. like some of the other movies. You know, it's got its flaws or whatever. Yeah. Another it's thing not I want to say perfect movie. It has like really good music, mm-hmm. but the um isn't very noticeable. Yeah. I don't know I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's not in this movie. I would have liked them to thrown that in more prominently. Yeah. There's kind of variance on that sound. Mm-hmm. Like They kind of remix it a bit. Yeah, kind of. But <laughs> it, it's not like the classic thing and that I want it to be for mm-hmm. Jason Lives. Yeah. So the It also, um, I'm just remembering or like realizing, so like usually there's like a final, like, the final girl tour, basically, where everybody gets discovered, pretty much, by the last two remaining characters, but we actually don't really get a final girl tour with this. It just kind of is like, we see the deaths and move on. I think maybe there's one reveal where we see, like, the, like, nerdy paintballers limbs but like we don't see paula's body again we don't like see yeah usually sissy's body again or usually jason likes to take the bodies and like pile them in in one location or like in a house but you could argue that maybe it's because jason's now like officially undead his brains are like not really yeah in this movie it's like the vibe is Jason is a reanimated corpse thanks yeah. to electricity. Like, he's just got electricity that's, like... Powering It's him. like if you took a dead rat or something and, like, did some weird science experiment, like, reanimator style, and, like, <laughs> put a cathode on his, like, brain and shocked yeah. him back to life, and he twitched. That's, like, what I'm imagining. Jason, yeah. Jason is just, like, twitch a twitching is just murder, cor- murder, yeah. murdering people. Jason's just like a twitching corpse science experiment, Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't have as much of like a 
it's not like Jason is like setting traps necessarily. He just kind of sees you and then kills you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is my favorite Friday the 13th movie. One of my favorite slashers ever yeah. of all time. I would say this movie and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 oh, yes. are like two of my favorite horror movies. Yeah, I would agree. They are seem kind of similar to me, mm-hmm. too, because they're both meta and mm-hmm. funny and over the top. Yeah. So, there you have it. Jason lives. Jason's still living at the end of this movie, so we'll, we shall see. We're going into the next few movies completely blind, which is very, very exciting. Um, I can't wait to see what this franchise has in store for us. So we did four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And now- oh, yeah, we're taking a little... Oh, so the next movie we review, we're, uh, we haven't decided what we're going to do next, but we're going to take a one-episode break. From like Friday. last time. Yeah, like last when time. When we did wax work. Um, so, I mean, maybe we can do a little Instagram thing. Maybe if people want to participate and ask what movie we should do next. Y'all know where to find us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Um, and please, please, please Follow us on Instagram, mpgp underscore podcast. Follow, like our posts, share our posts, get your friends to follow us. If you know someone who likes horror movies, tell them to follow us. Yeah. we post funny clips from horror movies. Craig runs the social media and he does a really, really, really good job. So please follow us. Um, and obviously subscribe to anywhere you like to listen to podcasts like comment subscribe leave five star review on apple Podcasts. follow us on spotify podcasts do all the things that we're telling you whatever the fuck google podcast is do something on there too yeah we don't know what the deal with that is but um do do that do it and yeah we love you and we'll see you next week bye bye